Life in a Nutshell with Tammy and Leanne. Hey, it's Tammy and Leanne. Hi, it's Tammy here. Oh, and Leanne. I already <laughs> said but that Tammy had to insert herself again and say, hey, it's me. Because we know she has to do that. I turned up the mic, so I'm just like monitoring it and making sure it's okay. So now we're really loud in your ears. <laughs> we are really loud. I'm just going to move this way a little bit Usually, okay. I, usually I'm too soft, so. Yeah, I'm making Leanne louder. Which so is good. We had such a great conversation on our last podcast. It was really good. I we talked like we, about oh, the da- daily living of people with mental um, health issues and illnesses and what it looks like for us. And so we'd love to hear feedback from everyone. And yeah, we'd love to hear some of your stories. And if you want to share, um, you can questions. comment, I think, right on the podcast, right on yeah. the website, I believe. Yeah, comment. questions, comments, you know, mm-hmm. if you agree, disagree, think some of the, what we're saying is way off base. We'd yeah. love to hear it. If think. you think mental illness is a myth, just keep that to yourself. Yeah, totally. We do not <laughs> want to hear that. You can tell us. No, it's like, no. It might no. not go anywhere. Yeah, you can, you can say it. <laughs> you can but, say what you want. We can't yeah. control that, but we're probably yeah, not going to do anything with that. We might take your comment out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Probably. So we talked about coping. We talked about daily coping. We talked about acceptance of illness, spousal acceptance, family acceptance of illness. Yeah. And what we do to reason, keep ourselves health, yeah, healthy. Yeah, what we do to keep ourselves healthy and also like the main reason... Um, why people don't accept illness is like shame and the stigma behind it. Yeah. And this is why we do the podcast is because mm-hmm. we're trying to Shut start, up. start conversations and mm-hmm. remove the, il- remove the stigma. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to educate and, you know, talk about it. Yeah. And we just come from a background of both of us having mental illness and wanting to be well. And we are well at this point and we want to just keep that going and talk about how we can improve our lives. And yours. And yours. And we want to talk about how to help someone who is suffering. How to help your maybe your spouse, maybe your child, a parent, a friend. Mm-hmm. You know someone. Everybody knows somebody suffering. Those are those are official statistics that they're that everyone at some point in their life will either encounter friend, family member, or coworker who has a mental health issue. For sure. And we all have mental health and it's just a dependent, depending on whether we're well, whether we're maintaining wellness or whether we're in distress or we mm-hmm. have mental health problems or they become, there is unmanageable. You know, yeah. There you are somewhere along the spectrum, just like your physical health. Yeah. So it, we're always on the spectrum too with physical health. Whenever I go to the chiropractic, my chiropractic, yeah. ch- chiropractor, it's like, are you here? Are you here? Are yeah. you here? And there's a spectrum of health and... How are you feeling and how's your, you know, everyone, yeah. It's health and wellness. And so our health and wellness includes our mental health and wellness. And as the sooner that we start to talk about it like Mm -hmm. that, then I think the more um, willing people with mental health issues will be to um, discuss and be open and seek help. And that Mm -hmm. is, that is all that we want is that people go for help because right now, um, it, it is not acceptable that there are still people suffering from a, from brain illnesses that are treatable and oh, they are not highly treatable and they're there's not so much getting help. help. Yeah. And I think it's the way you're treated. There's a few different reasons why we don't, you don't want to share when you're not feeling well, because often it's 
it's ignored or it's not validated or you're shamed or you're looked at like you're crazy or you're treated just really poorly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My dog is chewing really loud in the yeah. background right now. <laughs> Her dog is the most disruptive, Stop it. disruptive, um, <laughs> Thing you could have around when you're oh doing this. It's pretty hilarious. Someday we'll have a nice studio where it's like no pets allowed. Yeah, that right, will Ruby. Be great. Yeah. Right, and you, you will not be. We will not let Ruby into this studio. No. So, um, what we want to talk about today is how to help. So, I think I could even start just from my own experience of what I need. I think one of the big things I need because I'm around people a lot with my work, and there's a lot asked of me in my job and what I need is when I come home I need to or you know what when I come home there's a lot going on so but but after that point is done and there's a bit of downtime I need to know that I can without guilt without being feeling bad or anything just be able to take that time doing what I need to do to care for my mental health so whether that's watching a show having a bath writing, listening to music, taking a walk, whatever that is, I need to know that I can do that without feeling guilty or bad. And I mean, I guess I just need to take that, right? Take that for myself to treat myself. But I think in terms of like how I feel like I could be supported in that by my family would be huge for a family just to be like, go take the time you need. Yeah. It's daily. And I will, the, I think the problem is I will look well, I will be well, but I'm trying to maintain wellness. So when we, sometimes with physical illness, it's almost like we wait till we're in a state of crisis to ask for help. Yes. But I, I know both of us care more about maintaining wellness. So what we need to do daily and how we need our family to support us. So I feel like in terms of how people can help, it's in support. And then what can that support look like? And I think it's, it's in, it's different for every Mm -hmm. person. Yeah. I think it's what. I think, but I think there are some commonalities in that you can, the person, you can support them by encouraging them to do things that they enjoy Mm -hmm. and taking the time for self-care. So what I like to do may be different from what you like to do, but if I, it's that whole piece about the guilt, right? And Mm -hmm. this, the, if we are constantly having to advocate for ourselves and carve out that time. Yeah we will probably not do it. Yeah. So if we have family members who are mindful and say, hey, did you take that half hour, you know, to meditate? Or have you taken that, you know, why don't you go and take a bath this evening and let me do the dishes? Or, you know, even just, you know, I I know the how are you doing question. I used to drive me crazy. I did not like that. I was like, stop asking me. What are you me. implying? I was always like, stop asking me. And I'd be like, fine. And so it was like a repetitious of like, how are you doing? Fine. And how you are lie. you doing? How are you doing? Lie. Fine, you fine. Doing? Lie. And it, so actually the word fine has been outlawed in my house because yeah. it's like such, there's no, you have to come up with something. It's a swear word in my house. Um, you have to come up with something better, a little more descriptive than fine. So then I, of course, being a smart aleck that I am, I'd be like, oh yeah, oh, yeah good. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and you know, just anything that was close to fine. Um, what do you need? Would that be a better question? I think what do you need would be a really good question, you know, or what, you know, what do you need today? And not because, like, what do you need? But yeah. like, hey, what do you need? Yeah. What do you really need? What do you need today? Because <laughs> what I need today is going to be different than tomorrow. Yeah. 
So, and I think that's the tricky part is, um, I know I've been told it's like a moving target. I don't know. Yeah, you it, know. Is. it is. And I'm like, yes, yes, things change. And you know what? <laughs> I have a right to change my mind. And what I need today isn't the same as what I need right. tomorrow. It's, it's a lot to support someone with mental health. I, and, and I agree. And it isn't easy, but there's also like, we are super, there's a lot of times we, we are like really, we can be spontaneous and creative and yeah. really insightful and often sensitive. And, you know, I mean, we're just like everyone else. We, they, we have different idiosyncrasies and quirks mm -hmm. and, um, and it's, it's really hard when we're struggling. It's super hard. Mm -hmm. Like that's where mm -hmm. we really need a lot of empathy. The thing I feel like that people need is empathy and non-judgment. The biggest thing I think most people who suffer is that feeling that we're being judged all the time. I, I feel like that a lot. I feel like I want validation. I want someone to acknowledge my illness, even though they can't see it. Yeah, that's good too. I want to them to believe me. Right. When I say I'm not well, I want, I want you to believe me. Yes. You would believe me. I would believe you. Of course. You totally, if I was like, I'm not okay. You'd be like, okay. Yeah. What do we need to do? What yeah. do you need? Yeah. That's what you would say. Yes. But that's not that. I think that's in not terms a common of being response. a spouse or being a family yeah. member or being a parent, if someone says I'm not okay, worst mistake, freaking out. Right. Like, oh my gosh. What? Oh my gosh. What's wrong? How can I like, oh no, like, pouring anxiety on that person not a good idea fear responses never or good. the never other good. thing is minimize like minimizing and fear <sighs> both bad like oh really to... what's wrong with you oh like uh, yeah. you know oh you look fine to me and that kind oh. of do not bad like bad bad <laughs> those the two things like either people respond like two really negative responses would be fear based mm -hmm. or disbelief like, or yeah, just to dismiss or Dismissive, minimize, minimize or so fear. Bad. And I feel like they're, they're probably coming from the same place. Well, I think they're all coming from love because they, the person just wants you to be fine. I feel it's all coming from fear. So they, uh, they either overreact or they underreact because they're so scared. Like, they don't know what away. to do. Like, yeah, they'll just be like, <laughs> maybe it'll go away if I don't oh, acknowledge it. Well, you look fine. So you must be fine because yeah. inside they're freaking out going, I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know, know what, what to, to say. Do. I don't know yeah. how. So if I pretend it doesn't exist, then maybe it'll go. Maybe away. they'll believe they'll like be like, Oh yeah, I guess it doesn't exist. So I feel like that's the way mine has went my whole life. Oh no, different people. No, I can think of like certain people's reactions are the fear-based and certain people's are the dismissive. The I've had, people... I've had both ends of yeah. the spectrum. Like I've had people say, oh, I was, who was I? I was just talking to someone about this the other night. Oh, actually when I met with them, um, a group in town, we're talking about doing shattering and, um, I was telling them that I had someone actually say to me, I think you're just doing this to get attention. <laughs> I had someone say that to me. Yes. I hope I'm I was like, what? I was like, yes, that's exactly. This would be the first disease I would pick yeah, to get attention. Me too. I wouldn't like fake a broken foot. I, or no, like no. I'd be like, illness. I have bipolar disorder. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> that's, that's right up there with the ones that you want to have because that like is the best. <sighs> I was like, yeah, I've had all kinds of reactions in life. Um, Fear, tons of fear, definitely. 
lots of like ignorant responses also like and as in ignorant as in lack of knowledge sure I mean, oh and that's I I completely understand that I think us doing shattering and trying to get into places where they're not having this conversation is 100% what we're trying to do to remove the ignorance and the stigma of it but, yeah but I think it's like when it hits close to home the people who care about us most and their re- reactions is like the the thing that either holds you back from getting well or yeah. or uh, opens the door to wellness. So I guess what we're trying to... One of the things that's super important is if someone you care about comes and says something like, you know what, I'm having really scary thoughts or I'm feeling really not well or I'm... I think I'm having panic, whatever Whatever it is, is. try your best to listen and not overreact and not minimize and if, and get them help. Mm -hmm. And I would say, educate yourself on it. Read about it. That will remove your fear. Don't Google it. I'm like, mm, if you could see my face right now, I've got yeah, one of these. Yeah, she like, does not believe me. But I have to well, say, like, it's no because when I <laughs> when I started looking up my disease, I got it was like, bah. well, you I know what, Doctor Alana Holt, though, whenever she talks about, she always offers me hope. I always yes. feel hopeful from her yes. education. So maybe be maybe just go to your doctor. I'm <laughs> go like, to your you doctor. know what, be be cautious about for, the sites perhaps that you would look at like that are like yes. go to like Find sites a reputable like, site like the Mayo Clinic or something like some place yeah. that is like an actual because I think like if my family were to understand like to research agoraphobia panic disorder OCD yeah. all ADD all these things like high sensitivity all these things they'd be like oh that's why mom okay so mom needs time away it's not that she can't handle me or she doesn't love me or I'm too much for her it's that she just needs daily time alone in order to keep herself healthy and be the best mom she can be because I think people take it personally or they get offended even by our maybe reactions sometimes or the way that we engage with them um it becomes about them and that's like where that fear comes from yeah and and I mean let's be honest like everyone (laughs) We are always concerned about ourselves and protecting ourselves 100%. and keeping ourselves pain free. Completely. So when you react in fear, it is because like, what the is going to happen? My world is going to get turned upside down. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, if you are really concerned about someone, <laughs> seek help immediately. Yeah. Go to like, family doctor. Go, go to, to emerge if you absolutely yeah. are call like a cri- the crisis line. I mean, if it is something that is, um, especially in someone, a young person, and then rally around them. And don't and, leave them. And keep them calm. Be you know what? Listen. Just listen. Listening is the one of the biggest you gifts listen. you can. You hold space for them. Yeah. I know that's like people are like, what is that? Literally, listen. Without hold talking. their hand. Yeah. Hug them. You know what? I have had many episodes of varying different things mania depression and one of the things that actually can calm a person down Mm -hmm. is just to be held to be heard and that can just your whole like your whole system calms like your mind when Mm -hmm. your mind is just so lost that is just something that can just anchor you 
and your whole system can just calm down, even if it's for five or 10 minutes and give you just enough space to sort of get some clarity like that. And yeah, like you said, don't leave that person alone as much as if you can. There's ways that we can, there's ways that we can, um, minim like minimize having to go in having the crisis and those things happen. I think that there's always going to, it's always going to happen, but I think we could have less if we understood the illness more. I agree because I think, yeah, I think that people would react differently and then, would. because it just, if it, it, if it, it, it just ramps you up. Anytime I'm in a state, do you know what I do? I don't tell anybody because no, me either, because I don't trust the reaction. And if they don't react in the right way, it's going to trigger me into a worse mm-hmm. state. So if I can know that I can trust that person, that if I tell them, it will completely, for me with panic and agoraphobia, it will completely go away. Mm-hmm. It will defuse. That's right. So someone can either ignite or they can defuse me. That's really good. So I feel like I just, I hundred, I need to know. And if I don't know, I don't, I, I don't call. I don't ask for help. Right. And that is so bad. Like that is so hard that I don't, that there's certain family members that I can talk to and certain ones I can't and friends I can and cannot talk to. And if we can like help teach people how to react in a situation like that to support people, it's all about your reaction. It is so much about your reaction. For sure. Because you know what? There are times when there are like, I know when I'm really unwell and I know I can't get in to see my doctor for Mm -hmm. say a couple of weeks and I know that if I could just talk to someone and sit, mm-hmm. get these thoughts out of my mm-hmm. head. Without judgment. I would be so much better. But I know that the thoughts, that, and they're just thoughts, and I know that. But it, there's, I, I, there's so few people that I can trust that won't completely, you know, freak out if I say, this is, these, this is my thoughts, so I have to wait to see a professional because they can understand and appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But if I could just, so I journal a lot. That's what I do. So then at least I can get them down on paper and at least they, to get some manageability to them and get them out of my head. But it would be, it's so nice if I know I could call someone up and say, listen, like this is just, these are my thoughts right now. And I'm like, I need some help. Are they real? Are they not real? For me, sometimes that happens where I don't know what's real, what's not real. Mm -hmm. And that makes such a difference because mm-hmm. because someone can say to me, "Oh, well, let's talk about that." Okay, like, How and do you then feel I feel about that. What are the thoughts? Why do you think this is? And I'd be like, oh, "Okay, well, this is what's going on for me," and and then we can break it down and just have a conversation. And yeah. then it's not they don't they lose their control and, and say, power. Hmm, I feel like that's perceived. I don't know exactly. That that's real. Exactly. And there are certain people who love us too much that they can never be those people. Of course, and that's okay. Yeah, that's, and that's totally okay. I get that. But you need to, if you can't be that person for someone you love, then you need to find someone who can. Yeah, and you and you need to accept that mm-hmm. if your loved one ha- can't turn to you, that accept okay. that they have other people in mm-hmm. their life. And if you are someone who does suffer or has a mental illness, then you need to have a network. You need to have yeah. those people if you can find them. I mean, yeah. it's hard to find people who can support you like that. They have to be really strong. <laughs> yeah, and gen- generally they have a mental illness themselves. And they, yes, which they have to be very to, well educated. I feel like we need to be able to 
move past that. We need to be able to yeah. to educate people more who don't have the illness so they can support and care for us. Yes. I think that that is a great mission and that is going to take a lot of time. And that's why we do shattering because we're trying to get the message out there and it's, you know, one person, it's like every person that attends and every person we reach is one more person who has a yeah. better understanding when they see people who live life well with mental illnesses mm-hmm. and that these things that go on in our head don't make us any different from the the person the anyone else and i think there's a difference between so you need to listen and believe. Like if you tell me something, I need to listen to you and believe you. I'm not believing that the things you're saying are necessarily true, but I'm believing that they're true for you That's in that right. moment and that you're saying them and that they're very real and they're very scary. I don't need to actually believe it's a fact. So I think it's also separating that, understanding that what I'm saying may not sound logical. It's not. And don't but it's argue. Very real for me. Yeah, don't argue. Just don't argue with me and try to rationalize. Yeah, no, like that is not. That is. Do you know what so is the biggest helpful. thing for me that always happens is, I'm not going to say who, but that always happens is when I say something, like I'm not okay. I need you to make this decision. I get a million questions back. <laughs> I'm like, pause. What I I can't answer your questions. I'm not okay. I need you to make the decision. Million questions. I'm like, nope. <laughs> And I get, I don't, I'm not sure if this is, 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 if this is, is like, I don't know if this is like a perceived, if this perceived is, is this really going on? I kind of feel like this isn't, but I need some help. And then I get an argument as to how irrational and you're like, I know I'm like, (laughs) I kind of feel like that, but I was looking for some clarity. You don't have to argue with me. You don't have to argue me out of the thought I'm trying I know that I'm work anyways I'm like telling you I things aren't really working properly in my brain right now so this is kind of what I'm thinking you don't have to argue till you prove that what I'm thinking is not right I think I already am aware of that I know yeah but it is really not helpful because then I get in a state of like just it gets me so worked up and then I just feel really bad about myself because it's like it just proves to me that yeah yeah, you really are is is out of control (laughs) and your mind is like that's that's what happens to me because then it's just like now I'm in an argument about something that I don't even like I know isn't right but I don't know I'm arguing it because I it's in my brain so Mm -hmm. and it's not rational but when you're you're arguing something, you have to you know have to prove an art. You know, it's like it's a very convoluted, yeah, terrible position to be in. That is not a good thing to do at all. That's and the this is the thing too is everyone deals with these kinds of things on one like on one very a varying degrees. Yes. So whether you have a, a mental illness that you take medication for, or you just sometimes have negative thoughts, and you can get a little mixed up in your brain as to what the right way to go is. Yeah. Everyone is dealing with this stuff. Yes. On, at some level or another. So I think that everyone really could kind of empathize and appreciate what we're and saying. And appreciate to yes. your point. Yeah. It's. Anyways. It's, I think it's that um, the one thing Brene Brown said. We were just talking at book, at Well Read, at Book Club. It was mm. Dare to Leap. Oh, yes. And the one, I mean, what it comes down to is, you know, be curious. Mm-hmm. and listen mm-hmm. and 
and not and it's not about it's not about you know proving your point it's mm-hmm. not about being right yeah I it's about maintaining relationship staying curious is the best way to just maintain relationship just yeah be curious remove yourself from the equation yeah it's not about it's ask it, questions yeah that i mean and that fundamentally you can carry that into all relationships, but yes. it really rings true when it comes to when you're dealing with someone mm-hmm. with um, a brain illness, because if you remain open like that, mm-hmm. then that, that person will feel that and that you're yeah. actually willing to listen to them and, and no judgment. That's to me like a big thing. Don't be, don't mm-hmm. judge. A lot can be healed through someone being curious and holding space. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of questions can be answered. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like you can feel, it can make the difference between someone feeling like they, All hope is lost. well, that like they, like they are willing to take the next step and seek help. Or if they, if you're the first person that they open up to and it's a, turns out to be a really negative conversation, they will stop. It could they be may years. Ne- they may stop. They may never. They may not. They yeah. may stop. They may like they may choose to just, you know, suffer in silence. And that is a terrible thing because mm-hmm. these are, again, treatable. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. Be curious, hold space for people and recognize that these things are treatable and that there's hope. Yeah. And get help. I mean, we're not, yeah. we're not, um, saying that you have to figure this out on no, your own. Don't, there don't. are professionals. Yeah. Go get help. There are, you know, that mm-hmm. both Tammy and I have have professionals in our lives mm-hmm. and people that we um work with to help us we don't expect our families to to no. carry this yeah. just like i wouldn't expect my family if i was diabetic to, to cure me of diabetes to like you know <laughs> okay we'll figure it out no i mean we have i have a, I have a team of professionals that i work with mm-hmm. to help me maintain my mental health wellness so but i need the people who live, I live with day to day and that who love me are part of the whole equation. Yeah. It's, it's, they're part of your support group and it's trying to help them understand how they can help you. Yeah. And yeah. that is a really, really big piece because we've seen it go both ways where you have yeah. no support or you have a lot of support. Mm-hmm. So, and the more you can help people, the outcome is different depending on how you support people and how you initially engage with people when they come and open up to you. Especially now with the rise of mental health with young people. And suicide. Yeah. Like, Huge. I mean, that is really yeah. scary. And as parents, I think everyone should be really, this is something everyone needs to learn. Listen to your kids when they say they're having thoughts. Listen. Listen Hear them. Don't like, react in fear. If Listen. I know it's scary. It, it would be the mm-hmm. most terrifying thing to hear. And you know what? Um, it's going to, it'll make a difference if you know, yeah. if you're prepared to, if you have some, some sense of, okay, you know, I just need to be calm and I need to mm-hmm. be curious and open. And so educate yourself. Or saying, I need a moment. I'm going to be right back. I need you to sit here. I'm just going to come right back and go take a few deep breaths. Center yourself. Tell yourself, I'm not going to react in fear. I'm going to react in love. I'm going to be curious. I'm going to ask questions. And then we're going to get help. Yeah. And then go into that room and do the best you can. And then go get help. Go seek help. Okay. Yeah. I think we're good. 
We're good Wonderful. girl. Thanks, Leanne. Yeah, no, you too, Sam. <laughs> okay. Bye. Chat soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, all you nuts out there. Don't lock yourself up in that shell. Crack it open.